For the unvaccinated, it's feeling a bit lonely out there. With increased pressure coming from all corners to just get the jab, advocates are ratcheting up pressure to strip away additional liberties from those who choose not to get inoculated. Now this is a classic communist tactic of dividing the people to distract them from what is really going on. We'll look into this and offer some perspective and ways you can help in today's episode of Analysis Behind the News, where we provide the perspective and the plan to help restore American liberty and independence. Writing in The Atlantic, Juliet Cam suggested that unvaccinated people need to bear the burden. She explains that part of bearing the burden should include a no-fly list for unvaccinated adults. She calls this an obvious step that the federal government should take. It will help limit the risk of transmission at destinations where unvaccinated people travel and by setting norms that restrict certain privileges to vaccinated people. will also help raise the stagnant vaccination rates that are keeping both the economy and society from fully recovering. Really? Someone must have forgotten to tell this to the fully vaccinated Carnival Cruise Line ship that saw a small number of passengers test positive for COVID-19 last week. An article from the International Business Times reported, the infections come with an update in COVID-19 cruise policies for passengers, which now require passengers to wear masks on board and to have a pre-cruise COVID test regardless of vaccination status. Ladies and gentlemen, does that sound to you like the unvaccinated are preventing the economy and society from recovering? The rhetoric unabashedly rings hollow. Another example of truth that did not reach the eyes and ears of those tuning into the establishment media came from a hospital in Israel. Dr. Kobe Haviv, the medical director of Herzog Hospital in Jerusalem, said in an interview with News Israel 13 that 95% of the severe patients are vaccinated. 85 to 90% of the hospitalizations are in fully vaccinated people. We are opening more and more COVID wards. The effectiveness of the vaccine is waning slash fading out. Its website says the hospital was established in 1894 and is Israel's foremost center for geriatric, respiratory, mental health, and psychotrauma care, treatment, and research. With 330 beds, it is the third largest hospital in Jerusalem. In an Epic Times article recovering this, it reported, data from the Israeli Minister of Health in July suggested that the effectiveness of the Pfizer vaccine in preventing infection and symptomatic illness had dropped from 90% to only 39% and 41% respectively. However, the levels of protection against severe illness, 88%, and hospitalization, 91.4%, remained high. The Pfizer vaccine has been the only COVID-19 vaccine available for Israelis since it was authorized for use in December 2020. In Israel, 600,000 have had not one dose, not two doses, but three doses of the shot. But is it worth it? Dr. Robert Malone, inventor of mRNA vaccines, tweeted the News Israel 13 video. One of his followers replied with an article from IsraeliNationalNews.com with the headline, Natural Infection versus Vaccination, which gives more protection. The article reported, 
coronavirus patients who recovered from the virus were far less likely to become infected during the latest wave of the pandemic than people who were vaccinated against COVID, according to numbers presented to the Israeli Health Ministry. It also reported Israelis who were vaccinated were 6.72 times more likely to get infected after the shot than after natural infection. It concluded with, according to a report by Channel 13, the disparity has confounded and divided health ministry experts, with some saying the data proves a higher level of immunity provided by natural infection versus vaccination, while others remain unconvinced. Again, we're not hearing too much of this in the U.S., but it certainly doesn't sound like the science is settled. What we are hearing in the U.S. is plenty of propaganda pushing a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The CDC director said this, Dr. Fauci said this, and even President Biden is pushing this as well. On her show last week, Laura Ingram covered this and asked Canadian immunologist and vaccine researcher, Dr. Byron Bridal, his opinion of this. Absolutely, it's untrue uh, to be calling this a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Uh, in fact, I would argue that, and it's certainly untrue, uh, the, this flipping of the messaging to, to scare people into thinking that the unvaccinated are somehow driving the emergence of novel variants. This goes against every scientific principle that we understand. And the vaccines do, don't come close to conferring sterilizing immunity. Um, people who are vaccinated still get infected. It only seems to be particularly good at blunting the disease. And so what that tells you, therefore, is, the, is that these vaccines and the vast majority of people are applying a non-lethal pressure, narrowly focused on one protein. And of course, the vaccine rollout is occurring over a long period of time. That's the recipe for driving. So that's driving variants. the variants. He then goes on to give his opinion on the unvaccinated, saying... If anything, the unvaccinated uh, are likely acquiring, probably in pretty substantial numbers, naturally acquired immunity, which I would argue, from an immunological perspective, is going to be much more protective than the vaccine-induced immunity against novel variants. The New American reported last week that in an interview with Hold Up Media, French virologist and discoverer of HIV, Luc Montagnier, backed up this claim by stating... The vaccines don't stop the virus, instead they feed the virus, making it more resistant to vaccination and may cause more health implications than the original version. And yet, the Atlantic article goes on to suggest, by requiring proof of vaccination for flights, the U.S. government will better protect society and get out of the business of helping the coronavirus proliferate in another place. People who still want to wait and see about the vaccines can continue doing so. They just can't keep pushing all the costs on everyone else. Well, let's discuss pushing all the costs on everyone else. Throughout history, governments have killed more of their people than any disease. The ramifications of the government lockdowns over COVID-19 will continue to be felt for decades in terms of lives and businesses ruined, suicides, drug and alcohol addiction, depression, divorce, medical issues going untreated, and the censorship and blocking of existing treatments like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin that could have saved countless lives. Those in charge of the overreaction of government to this hyped up hysteria have already pushed the costs onto everyone else. And how fitting it was that this article was written by someone who served in the federal government, 
who had taken an oath to uphold the Constitution. Yet throughout this article, she does literary gymnastics to convince readers they need to give up some of their freedom for the betterment of society. Even last week, Dr. Fauci said that with the FDA approval of the vaccines, businesses and governments are free to approve a slew of mandates. First of all, the federal government legislating or acting upon anything outside of its scope is unconstitutional. But do the numbers bear out such a drastic response by either government or employer? So here is a chart of daily new cases in the U.S. through August 8 from worldometers.info. Notice the cases certainly are rising. However, let's look at the chart of daily deaths. Notice anything here? Barely an uptick. So why all the fear-mongering and divisiveness? That's a question that the New American helps to answer with its newest issue called COVID Lies. The cover story tackles the topic of face masks, lockdowns, alternative treatments, vaccines, and how freedom is definitely the cure. After reading this issue, you be the judge as to whether or not the unvaccinated are to blame. Read the issue for free at thenewamerican.com and then share it with others. Printed copies are also available and can be purchased and distributed in bulk. This is the topic that has shook many, many Americans awake. Many are wondering what to do. The best thing to do is to get organized and push back against this globalist agenda with an agenda designed to protect American freedom and independence. The John Birch Society provides just this sort of opportunity to work with others in your local area. It's not hard, it's not expensive, but it is very fulfilling, especially when local victories pile up and the opposition is stopped cold. But this only works if you get involved. Join the John Birch Society today. This issue will be a defining moment for many. What you do or don't do today will have large consequences in the future. Links are in the video description. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society. Until next time, stay informed, stay active, and be bold, patriots.